Okay, hello and everybody and welcome to Investing with IBD sponsored by Vantage Point. Today is January 13th, 2021. I'm your host, Arusha Paris, and today, returning back to the show after a long time, we have Chris Gessel. Chris is the Ooh. Chief Content Officer of Investors Business Daily and also the star of IBD Live. Uh, Thanks for being here, Chris. I wouldn't say the star, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we haven't seen each other since this morning, but uh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, today's podcast, we are going to talk about the current markets. Uh, we are going to go a number over a number of aspects, including research routine, because that is so important. And then we will end with a few current ideas. But let's get into the current market. Mm -hmm. We are in a confirmed uptrend. We have three distribution days on the NASDAQ, four on the S&P 500. Chris, what are your thoughts on this market? Well, I think there's a lot of uh, really great action and maybe even some climactic action among individual stocks. But what's been kind of cool this week is that the market has been, you know, up and down a little bit. But, you know, there's been days when stocks, especially our stocks, have been just roaring. So yes. those are the best types of markets for me. I love it when the, you know, the indexes aren't getting extended but uh, your stocks are acting really well. And that seems like to be a lot of the times when you're in a good environment mm -hmm. where it's because it always shocks me because I don't watch, you know, I, I know a number of uh, a number of people out there, including in house, they, they're what everyone's watching them indexes very closely. You know, over the years, I just have kind of drifted away from the, the indexes and I really focus on the leading stocks. And so Sometimes I'm surprised that what like my I've had a good day in the market. Mm -hmm. I'm like the market was down. Yeah. Uh, so it does surprise me, but you know, I mean, that does bring bring up a question because 15 years ago I was always all about the the current market and and mm -hmm. really always knowing what the Nasdaq was doing. Uh, has any of that changed for you with just combining market analysis and leading stocks? You know, I still pay close attention to the market, especially when it gets extended. Um, okay. And we, we me measure that in a number of ways. Like in normal markets, 6% above the 50-day uh, moving average for the NASDAQ is getting extended. And you've got to be on the ready uh, to you know, for, for a pullback. And the market, since uh, we followed through in April of last year, we can be well above 6%. And I, I think uh, before the, the September uh, correction, we were probably what, like almost 11% above the 50 days. So it's yeah. a little bit different uh, right now, but uh, the, and then, and then the other thing, you know, sometimes if you get 4% above the 10 day moving average, that's an area where the market will pull back. So it's uh, stuff, you know, stuff like that. When, uh, you know, for people on IBD Live, we've been using regression channels, and yep. that's been very, very helpful. And it just looks at, uh, you know, the the slope of the market, and when it moves far above or below that that slope, you know, you're it, it can be either a time to to pull back or a time to rebound. Yeah, and and that does make a lot of sense, and that regression line does help me too. Uh, when when we go over it every day on IBD Live. Just gives an idea. Last time, uh, we got one standard deviation away from uh, the line. That that was around September, right? Early exactly. September, and then we had that big sell-off. Uh, 
and so it, it's not like it's magic, but it uh, it starts increasing the probabilities that maybe the market's getting a little overheated. And then the other thing, uh, I, I mean, I always tease Justin about the complexity of the market school rules. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I've kind of, you know, there, there are two things I really pay attention to. Uh, they, well, obviously follow throughs are incredibly important. And, and then are we trending above the, the 21 day moving average? Yes. Are we in a power trend? And uh, that's, that's become very useful. All the other little, you know, turning up and down the exposure rules, I, I still have trouble wrapping my head around that. But the basic stuff is like, are you in an uptrend? Yeah, okay, let's go out and let's start looking for stocks. And when, you know, after a pullback, and the, the market's reversing, I mean, that's the time to get really aggressive and, uh, you know, keep your watch list up to date. Yeah, that 21-day moving average on the NASDAQ, uh, I'm a believer in now mm -hmm. for sure, especially once we came out of the, 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 the quick bear market in early 2020. Once we got over that uh, uh, moving average, that's when it's like, okay, it's time to get a little bit more serious. And, and that was also lined up perfectly with the fall of the day on that point. Yeah, that, that was actually challenging for me emotionally because for I sure. I know, because we've done all this research on what we call vertical violations when the market yes. really breaks hard. And when they, uh, uh, in most cases, when you have a break like that, you're going to have maybe two or three failed follow-throughs and then the market really takes off. Right. Um, However, what we've noticed is that when it's a news event that's really driving it, and, and, and I say COVID was news in the sense that it wasn't economic, it was affecting the economy, but it wasn't, it wasn't organically economic in the sense like, oh, the economy is slowing down, uh, you know, interest rates are, are, are going too high, or, or companies are lowering profit estimates, you know, those, those fundamental uh, economic and market factors, and that's when you know, the market really takes more time. So in 2019, in that first uh, correction after, you know, we had the big rally off the bottom in, in December of 2018, I think the, the trade war was heating up. And so that came down pretty hard, but then it, you know, resolved itself at least for a while and came right back. Yeah, and that I, the, I think that 2019 V-shaped rally that we had, kind of made me a little bit more aware that it's possible because that caught me by surprise that right. how sharp it was. So I knew that was in the back that, and that was possible and it could happen again. But I, I, I was like you, Chris, I, I, I still was definitely emotional. I assumed the first fall today was going to fail. Right. And a lot of V-shaped kind of rallies usually will resolve with a, with a sell-off to at least somewhat test the bottom. Right. But the, the thing was, uh, I, and I felt like I was a little slow getting in, but then I went back and I looked and I, I had a, you know, a fair amount of exposure, but, uh, you know, I probably could have been a little more aggressive, but at the time, you know, in hindsight, it's easy, right. You know, just having the knowledge that most of these don't work. However, to your point, most, uh, rallies off the bottom don't turn into a power trend right away. And so once you have that strength, that's unusual. And that's telling you that, uh, yeah, this, this uh, follow through is working. Yeah. And, and so, you know, kind of going off that trend, mm -hmm. you know, what are your just overall thoughts on 2020? Because there are so many lessons 
uh, to be learned. It, it was a, obviously a pretty extreme environment. Just what, what, yeah, what, what are some of the things that you gained from uh, those uh, from 2020, the environment? Well, that when you're in such a strong market, I mean, uh, you, you, these types of markets only come around maybe once every 20 years where it's just so, so powerful and take advantage of it. I mean, press it hard, but, you know, have a plan to, to uh, raise cash or, you know, hedge your exposure, reduce your exposure some, some way when the, the market pulls back or falls into an intermediate correction. But it was really amazing how many stocks broke out. And, it, and if you miss the breakout, a lot of them, it was very difficult to get, to right. get into them. Right. Uh, so really, uh, and, and I think it comes down to understanding, uh, you know, what's happening in the market and, and why it's so important that when the market is in a downtrend, don't turn away from it. You got to do your, your routine. And we'll talk more about that uh, coming up. But uh, that's where you find the next crop of leaders because they just start, it's almost like they're on a big billboard with flashing lights when, when you're looking at a stock and it's building a base and the RS line is already breaking out to new highs. It's like, okay, that's going to be one I got to watch on. And so, you know, make that, make that watch list, put that on your ready list and be ready to, to act when it uh, presents itself. And, you know, and speaking of strategies, because that, that mm -hmm. obviously, that for the relative strength line, that took me many years to really appreciate the power of the relative strength line, especially in a, in a uh, correction, in, in, mm -hmm. a, in a, a bear market. How has your strategy evolved over the years? You know, you've been doing this for 20, 30 years. You've been, how long have you been at IOD now? Or when did you start? <laughs> <laughs> 20 plus years. Uh, I'll be yeah, 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 I'll be, yeah. I'll, I'll, it's coming up at 25. Okay, so 25, 25 almost 25 years, which is amazing. Right uh, and and so during that time, how how has your strategy evolved? Because uh, obviously the markets have have changed uh, slightly, you know, over those times. Yeah. Well, uh, one, uh, I've I've learned to really look at the market and and see, okay, this is what the market is, is rewarding right now. So for example, this year was all about sales growth. And that's something that really only started uh, at the beginning of 2019. We've actually gone and, and tested this and created two indexes, one more of a sales growth index and one the IBD 50. And they basically mirror each other. Uh, and then there's, uh, uh, maybe it was 2018 where it started uh, diverging. And so sales growth is now like the, the primary driver of wow. a lot of big stocks. And so we're, you know, we're adjusting things to take that into account. Mm -hmm. but, but in the same way, you know, some people will say, but Bill says, you know, it's, they've got to have earnings. It's like, well, because when Bill made Can Slim, earnings were paramount. And right now the market has shifted and earnings are still important, but we've seen many, many stocks have fantastic moves and they, the institutional quality moves. I mean, there's a lot of volume in them and they are, they are not profitable, but they've got this really robust sales growth. Usually it seems to me the, uh, the inflection point is 30%. If you're above 30% and maybe like 50 or even higher, uh, that's 30% over like a quarter, a year. 
30% year over year okay. on, on a quarterly basis. Okay. But when you start seeing that kind of sales growth, that's where the, the big winners then all of a sudden emerge from that type of fundamentals, at least this past year. It may, it may change, right. but that's, uh, that's been a big uh, takeaway for me is you just, you know, we're, we're looking for strength, we're looking for leadership, but sometimes the details of that changes. Yeah, and, and I mean that that that's I think one of the hardest parts, especially for people who are new to this. Mm -hmm. yeah, you, it's, and especially if you learn CanSlim and you're looking for everything, you, uh, the way I look at it is learn the larger rules. But the mm -hmm. the mo most important thing is learn the concepts, right? And then you have to make your own, and you have to be flexible enough so you adapt to any environment when you are in the strong uptrend. Yeah. Uh, and, and the fact is, and, and this is why I, I, I really like IBD Live, not only doing it, but learning from it, because we yeah. learn a lot from each other. And, and uh, you know, when, when Charles comes on, or just, you know, when we're talking stocks and picking up things. And so I've uh, become a lot more aggressive in early buy points, whereas before I, I was I always loved pullbacks, but I was like, okay, I'll maybe maybe I might sneak in a little bit. But now I really see how uh, buying early, and you can still buy more on the breakup, but all of a sudden that just puts you in such a, a much stronger position to sit through the eventual shakeouts after a breakout. Yeah, it, it is funny that that you mentioned for yeah first with IBD Live, just us being on there all the time, or even when we're not on there watching it, mm -hmm. it, it just gets us exposed to different ways to apply the Cansom system. And, and it has helped me a lot, uh, like you, and, and especially with the pull packs. I mean, that was always the hardest thing for me to do. And right. I was always amazed with, with Charles, how, you know, Charles Harris, how he could uh, do that. But, you know, after seeing enough examples and then slowly trying a little bit here and yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and they're trying to change uh, your habits and, and the way you're wired. Uh, it has made a, a big difference, I think, uh, especially last year. Yeah, well, I mean, pullbacks, if they're not working, it's very, it'll be very clear that it's yes. failed pullback. Whereas with a breakout, you know, we, we've seen like uh, AMD and Shopify kind of bounce around for weeks. Yes. Pullbacks yes. don't last for weeks. I mean, it's a it's a couple days, and if it's not working, you're going to know it, and you don't have to sit there. And 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 actually, a lot of times, the the amount of the risk between you know where you're buying and and where you know it's not working, it could be like four or five percent, and so that means you don't have to risk a lot of a lot of money to to get a good position, or if you're really um, bullish about something you know, you can risk 1% and have a giant uh, uh, position size, you know, 20% out of the box. Not that I would do that, but, you know, it can happen. <laughs> now, let's, uh, let's end this segment with just a quick story of, of just one of your uh, just memories with Bill uh -huh. back with uh, 99. 2000 environment because that was you know 2000 was kind of i mean 2020 was kind of similar to a, a 99 maybe not as extreme hopefully we're still a few years away from the 99 because yeah, exactly. it could get more fun but t t tell everyone about one of your kind of memories from bill at that point well uh 
it was, you know, in the afternoon and, you know, I was over in his office, we were talking and uh, we looked at a couple stocks and, and he just said, I just can't believe this market. I've never seen anything like it. And in Internally, I said, uh-oh, we are near a top. I mean, if he's been investing, you know, since the late 50s, and this is the first time he's seen this market, wow, okay. So it, de it definitely got me, uh, you know, ready for a top. And, and so when we did see, especially on the very top day, when the market shot up and then closed right at the low, and we were, you know, in the big picture, we said, this could be the top. This could be the beginning of a bear market. And uh, and and not like we had some special, you know, looking glass or anything. But uh, one of the things that was influencing that was that Bill had never seen a market like this, and he was giddy about it. He, I mean, he was having fun. So, no, that I mean that that's great. First, it's great to be aware that Bill's acting a little <laughs> optimistic. I mean, he Bill's Bill's always optimistic, but yeah. uh, when he if he's getting a little giddy, it's like <laughs> that's unusual right, for right. sure. Uh, but uh, I think the big thing, even when we were saying this also on IBD Live all the time, 2020 was not a normal year, right? It was an extreme year and you, know, you learn to, you know, appreciate it, but also know that you know, a lot of times when you have uh, years when they're excessive to the upside, there could be some uh, give back to the downside uh, in, in the near future too. Yeah, especially when you've had two years that were very strong uh, you know, so yep. 2019, uh, I don't know the exact number, but let's say I think it was around 35% for the for the uh, NASDAQ. And then 2020 was what, 43? Something yeah, like that. So, something like that. Yep. So uh, yeah, two big years in a row, not a lot of big third years. Now, uh, there could be some nice swings in the market and we could, you know, you know, make a lot of money, but it's going to be it's going to re require uh, uh, vigilance on, on everyone's part and know, okay, this is looking too good. And, you know, you, you get that feeling. We had it in, in, uh, in um, I think, in early July and then in late August where you could not believe how much money you were making, right. you know, day after day. And it's like, uh, uh, and so again, instead of, there, there's two ways to react to, to that. Like, the you know the market is never going to stop and i'm just going to pile in as much as i can or okay this is un unusual i know that the market has to to be you know ready for a pullback and be ready for it and have a plan of what you're going to do when the market breaks perfect so the market is in an uptrend mm -hmm. growth stocks continue to hang in there but remember to lock in some of those gains when you have the chance to let's take a quick break but when we return we are going to talk about the importance of having a consistent research routine we'll be back want to dominate the stock market in 2021 with the covid vaccines the shifting political landscape and a new year it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. But with Vantage Point, you don't have to. Visit www.freestockcoaching.com and find out how Vantage Point's AI technology can forecast stock market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Check out www.freestockcoaching.com and experience Vantage Point for free. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Chris Gessel is our guest on Investing with IBD, sponsored by Vantage Point. Okay, Chris, let's get into 
having a consistent research routine. So walk us through a little bit of your routine and then, then we can go into a little bit more details. Well, on the weekends, um, and you know, could be Saturday morning and Sunday morning, uh, but I'll sit down and I'll run my screens on uh, MarketSmith, mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, I'll look for just the the best composite stocks with you know ninety composite, ninety relative strength, I, and and you know what? I don't actually run that many screens. I I run uh, maybe three screens and looking for you know the very best stocks. The very best sales leaders, which we talked about, that I'm, I want to make sure I'm seeing everything that's got sales growth of 30% or higher, regardless of all the other ratings. And then uh, I'm also looking for uh, companies that came public in like maybe the last two years or so. And so maybe their composite rating isn't going to be so high because most IPOs do not have uh, uh, earnings, but they're some of the biggest winners. And so I'll, I'll I'll change the date on my, you know, I have another version of that, that composite screen where I change the composite rating down to 80 and just look for companies that have come public in the last two years and then have a relative strength of 90. And with that, I dump them all into what I call a screen bin, something that Mike Webster taught me, because when you're running a lot of screens, you're looking at the same stocks over and over. And so this way you can just run a screen, dump those in, uh, those tickers in another list, do the same thing. I'll go into the, to the growth 250. Um, I'll see what are near um, uh, breakouts, uh, those that are you know in three weeks tight, I'll check the the new ones just to see okay what what's come onto the list that I haven't you know seen before so I don't have to go through all those stocks, yeah. uh, dump them in there maybe I'll you know sector leaders IBD fifty things things like that, but uh, you know hopefully I've got less than two hundred stocks and then I just start going through and if I like something I'll put it into my list and uh, uh, maybe draw some trend lines on it. The other thing with, you know, I, I, you know I, this is not supposed to be a MarketSmith uh, promotion, but I mean, this is what I Feel use. free though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I, I love uh, having the, uh, the right panel uh, open with the yes. uh, sponsorship. And so you're just going through it and you see immediately uh, T. Rowe prices in this, Lord Abbott, Fidelity, Contra. And it's just so simple. It changes your mindset about the stock. It's, and, and Chris, why is it so important to have some of those big funds in there. So you're looking at some stocks. Yeah. So yeah, you're looking at some stocks, you're hitting the space bar, you're looking at the charts first and you're seeing they're in strong uptrends. Right. They might have a lot of other stuff. All of a sudden on, the, on that right-hand side panel, you, you say, wow, there's a T-Roll price or a Fidelity Contra fund in there. Why is that important to, to see one of those kind of big time funds, growth funds in there? Yeah, well, one one reason is that these funds have a history of being in the big winners that we you know we go back and say oh yeah they were they were in this stock and that stock whatever it may be and uh and you know that they have not just the the fund manager making decisions but uh he or she has a team of analysts who are doing the deep dive on the on the stocks and so if it passes you know muster with them there's a then it's confirming the strength that you're seeing. So it's just a, it gives you confidence that if T. Roy, T. and uh, uh, Contra are in a stock, okay, this, you know, uh, 
this looks like the real deal. And so mm. I'll put it into my watch list. And, uh, and then from the watch list, I will create what we call a ready list. So then I'll, because I'll just throw stuff, let's say I've missed something and it's wildly extended, but I wanna keep an eye on it. And uh, so I'll put that in my watch list. And it might not be ready for oh, two months even, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. But then I go through the watch list and so stuff that could be breaking out in the next week, maybe it's you know building a base or it's starting to pull back, I'll put that in the ready list and then maybe go, on the, the the daily chart and you know draw my trend lines where I want to be alerted if, if it breaks above or just different price levels and just be ready to uh, to act on these because you know it gets busy whether we're on IBD live or we're in meetings yeah and uh, it's great to just you know get uh, get the alert on your phone that that this stock has you know broken a, a downtrend and you're ready to go and you know exactly that you want to buy it and then it's very easy to act on it. Yeah. Now, one other thing, and how we started off the the segment, you you were describing some really, really specific lists or screens, right? Right. One screen, you're looking for strong sales. Another, Mm -hmm. just IPOs. Another, it might have a great composite rating. Uh, Why are you segmenting it like that instead of having one kind of larger screen that includes all of that stuff? Well, because um, because a lot of times it's an either or. It, it's not I have to have all this stuff, but I want to make sure that you know. Wh- one thing that I've learned, and this is something I picked up from 2020, uh, because we were we were doing some um, searching and and trying to uh, improve some of our of our indexes, and so I just said, okay, I, I just want to look at a composite 90 com, uh, and RS90 screen. Those are the two main factors. And I always use dollar volume. I don't like looking at thin stocks. I want institutional stocks. So the minimum is 20 million, but I like it a lot higher. And, uh, but you know, mainly there might be some other factors in there, but mainly those are the big factors. And what I found out since I, I have this ability with uh, my good friend Prabeen, he's in the background uh, working, <laughs> uh, you know, I can say, Prabeen, can you go run the screen for me back in April? And I want to see where all the, the winners on the screen. And it was like almost everything was on that screen. And so I, I used to be the type um, where I had all like, I don't know, 10 screens that I, I would run each week. And, mm-hmm. and some were all about, you know, different patterns or uh, I, I, I can't even remember because I don't use them anymore because it was just too much to keep up with. And then, yeah, yeah. And then I would look at, at the, the growth 250 and that simplified my life quite a bit. But, um, and I still look at it every day. But what I was finding is, you know, this one very basic screen, because it's so easy to get overwhelmed with too many stocks. And if I'm going to, if I'm only going to run one, one screen, that's the one that I want to look at. And it's really, uh, it was really illuminating that it, it got almost all the winners coming out of um, the, the market bottom. And the ones it didn't get were the ones that were IPOs. And so they didn't have high composite ratings or, uh, that they um, they weren't hitting, they were missing on the EPS, and so that was hurting their composite. But mm-hmm. they had this phenomenal sales growth. So you just kind of look at the ones that okay caught these, 
uh, miss these, so I'll catch them this way, and and uh, this other bucket I'll catch with this other screen. So pretty simple. Perfect. No, yeah, it it it, it just enables you to kind of access a few different areas of the market mm -hmm. that. There, there aren't any, uh, one, one thing I learned, you know, when I was a customer years ago, uh -huh. and this was back when it was called Daily Graphs Online, you know, the, 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 the first thing when I subscribed to that product, the custom screen wizard, they had these little light bulbs and right. what do you do? You go and click all the light bulbs and I would have zero stocks yeah, in it. And right. so, you know, the lesson was, you know, there aren't any perfect stocks. Exactly. And, and so you want to look at different areas of the market. Uh, to see that strength, and then you can you you screen them out yourself. I, I've always preferred to screen them out myself instead of having the marketsmith screener do that for me. So so that that is an important part. But you mentioned another thing that a lot of people struggle with: just having too many stocks that all look good. Mm -hmm. uh, so how do you narrow it down from there? And 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 so talk about conviction. How do you develop conviction? in these are the 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 top ten stocks. That that I'm going to really try to hold on to for maybe a bigger gain or maybe top five, right. but uh, the the ones that I think are the true market leaders. So, yeah, so, talk about that. So when I start putting stocks on my ready list, that's when I start looking at the the stories behind them and digging a little deeper, um, reading some you know earnings transcripts. You another great thing about markets, but you click on that right panel and on news, it's really easy to call up all the IBD stories, see yep. what's going on there. Um, sometimes I'll do you know web searches uh, as, as well, but the the point is um, I want to you know I do better with a stock if I have uh, knowledge about what's going on because you want some conviction. You don't want to get crazy about a stock and just say, well, this is the best thing in the world and I don't care what it does and I'm going to hold it forever. Mm -hmm. uh, there's plenty of things that have blown up and, and people you know, take terrible uh, losses because of that. But, uh, uh, and, and I don't have a lot of time during the week because uh, running IBD and <laughs> doing all these other things, right. doing podcasts. Uh, so, uh, so on the weekend is the time where I've got, you know, a couple hours to, and, and it's not like you, you have to go back and read every earnings transcript from the last three years or something like that. Usually I'll, I'll check the, the latest one and just see what's going on, get a feel for what the management is like with the, you know, the, the, the questions that the uh, analysts are asking. And you quickly, you, you understand what's going on with it. And then if you need to read some more, you'll, you'll get a better idea of the, um, you know, their, their competitive edge in the market. And are they really changing something? I mean, that's, that's what you really want to see yeah. is like, okay, there's something new going on here. They're, they're taking an old industry and they're twisting it and they could be a real disruptor. Yeah, that's the name of the game. In, in the end, for Can Slim, the whole growth strategy is find the the next companies that are going to change the world. And yeah, those earnings transcripts can give you a little bit of better mm -hmm. idea of how they're doing something so different, and they're really tapping into a new market that is dramatically growing. Yeah. So uh, I just that that's where I start doing my my fundamental research, mm -hmm. and or or not my fu fundamental, just doing a deeper dive on the on the company and i yeah. and i would wish i had more time to do to do it um you know throughout the week yeah no and it, it makes sense and I, I i think a lot of people can relate to that 
mm-hmm. about being so busy during the week that you don't have time to watch the market that, that that much. Now they might be surprised that you're having that trouble too. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is we are doing other jobs yeah, in, in right. addition to to watching the market. So having that consistent routine on the weekend, coming up with the ideas, developing some of that conviction really helps you manage all the stocks that might be moving during the weekdays. Now, the other thing I where I do have maybe an edge on, on other people, if I don't really know about a company and don't have time to research it, yeah. I, I assign a story on it. And then, <laughs> and that's why yeah, not everyone has a, a whole uh, research. Team. But, but really, uh, that's why stock of the day is such a great uh, feature, because it's something that's, you know, it's actionable. Maybe we don't know a lot about it. And we almost think about it as make this a mini new America, let us know what's going on. And then an hour later, uh, or maybe two hours later, here's a story that, you know, takes uh, a few minutes to read and you really understand what's going on. So those are not just assigned willy nilly. Those are something that Ed Carson and I talk about as soon as IBD uh, uh, shuts down, my phone rings and Ed and I figure out what the stock of the day is going to be. And usually it's, uh, you know, what influences us is here's something new and we don't know about it. So yeah. No, that's a, that is a great tip. And I, I've started to pay a lot more attention to stock of the day, knowing that, you know, <laughs> that, that it is going to give, uh, it, it's, it's an idea that not everyone is aware of and, and most likely me too. Um, so let's end this segment, Chris, with mm-hmm. something that you like to do. And, and I've definitely noticed this over the, the years. You like to get away from the market sometimes and completely <laughs> get away right. from all of technology, all right. of everything. Right. Talk about that, because that is something I think is really important and something that, you know, I'm starting to think I probably should do, too. Well, you know, every few weeks um, I've got some friends and we like to go out, whether it's to the mountains or the desert or to Mexico. And uh, like last weekend, we were uh, uh, out in the desert in a place called the Panamint Valley near Death Valley. But we we stay in an old mining cabin. And it's off the grid. Uh, if uh, it's just us and the donkeys out there, and so uh, it, it's just great to to be away. No, there's no one's texting you. No, you know, calls. No one's trying to get you to come in and do some work over the weekend. Uh, and th- the only bad thing is you can't do your your weekend routine. Uh, but it, it's a, you know, I, I really really treasure these times to just get out and and have some solitude relax and uh, decompress from the market no that, that that's perfect so having a consistent routine is one of the keys to success and sometimes just getting away from all can really help you think better when you come back coming up next we are going to talk about a few ideas stay tuned Tired of reading about other people getting rich in the stock market? Today is your day. Vantage Point's artificial intelligence has predicted countless market reversals, helping traders weather any storm up to three days in advance. Visit www.freestockcoaching.com and find out how their AI automatically recognizes global market patterns well ahead of the news to help you pick the best trade. Go to www.freestockcoaching.com to join a free live training session today. Don't delay. Save your seat now. We are back with Chris Gessel on Investing with IBD, sponsored by Vantage Point. Okay, Chris, let's get into a few ideas here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is DocuSign. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to 
share my screen. I'll pull up MarketSmith. And so if you are driving, if you're working out, if you're listening to this, when you get home, you could always go to investors.com slash podcast and take a look at the, the video version to see what we're talking about uh, when looking at the MarketSmith chart. So here's Docu and actually, I'll, I'll, I'll start off on the, the daily. So what do you like right. about this stock? And uh, yeah, let's go into it. Well, that it had a nice uh, prior run up and it's been yeah. consolidating since August. And, and a actually, weird kind of consolidation. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, it, it doesn't look pretty. But uh, what really caught my eye was within the base, there was this little consolidation. And if you can draw a trend line from 256 to 252, yeah, right in there. Sorry, it's a kind of a descending trend line? Exactly. And so the other morning, uh, yesterday morning on IBD Live, I, I had this drawn on my chart because I had been looking at it over the weekend or actually on Monday. And uh, and it popped through this. And so we were talking about it live uh, at the time. And I, I went ahead and bought it while we were on the air. And uh, as, as did I. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> so, so well, well, we, I think we should warn everyone that I don't think any stock has ever worked when both Chris and I. Have <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I, I like the fact that it's taken some time off. What's what's uh, interesting too, and this is a very short consolidation, uh, only a few weeks. But look at where the consolidation started under you know two fifty six under the um, well I, I mean the the latest part of the consolidation. Oh, okay. Yep. So, and look at your, your RS line below that. And so now the RS line oh, is at, at new highs. So, I, um, I mean, I would like it if the, the RS line was, was taking out the, you know, the left side high when the, when the base started, but this is another way that I'll use it and like, okay, within this smaller consolidation, within the bigger consolidation, is it breaking out to, to new highs along with the stock? And indeed, it, it's been doing that. So that, that looks good. Uh, and the other thing, I mean, the, the numbers are still expected to be very strong. And this is another one of these, it's a profitable company and it's also got that sales growth that's well over 30%. So all the things that I like, uh, if we go to the weekly chart, you know, the maybe the, the biggest issue is, well, it's already gone up, what, you know, 200% or something like that yeah. from the last breakout. And is it too late? You know, maybe, but uh, even if it just goes up, you know, 30, 40, 50% out of this and before it starts pulling back, that would, you know, that would be a good move. And, you know, part of it is it, it's, it's a stock that I was in, well, I was in uh, in 2019 during that, that move. And then when I got out of it, when the uh, Corona crash started happening and then we got back into it when it tried to break out, but you see that big outside day yeah, shook me and I'm probably Never. you out. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, was kicking myself the whole way because I have this rule is like, if you get shaken out on a breakout and then, you know, within a week or so it, takes out that that old high that's telling you the shakeout is done and and i did not act on that so when it went to 100 and closed at a you know at 100 uh, two weeks after the shakeout you know i should have been actually uh uh oh, this week right what, yeah that week right there yep, when it took i out, should have yep. been there so maybe this is i wouldn't say a revenge buy but i i just don't want to be uh 
miss another move because I'm like still angry that I missed the, the, the big the big move coming out of the Corona crash. Yeah, and and especially with how strong the market was last year and how how quick it recovered, how quick it sold off and mm -hmm. recovered. Mm -hmm. I think we all have like these kind of regret kind of uh, getting shaken out and not back in it again. And, and it makes a lot of sense. The one thing that really sticks out to me, DocuSign, mm -hmm. is it had that crazy reversal. Right, right. Yeah, that was that was at early September, and I was in it at that point. I was, and it, and there was such a big gap up, and I was like, "This is not even earnings. This is really strange." It was on the same day that Zoom reported earnings, right, and jumped up, and uh, and when it reversed, that that really you know freaked me out. But I think the the big thing is, and it it never continued lower. Right. It has fought this whole time and refused to start a, a significant downtrend. And so that's what always kind of attracts me to it. It's like, wow, this, this stock just refuses to go down. It's not really going up, but mm -hmm. it is just fighting every opportunity to, to sell off. But, but that's what, yeah. And, and I think that shows up in the RS line, especially on yeah. a weekly where actually, on, you know, it, it's right at uh, new highs and it's higher than where it was when when that big reversal happened on that week. So that is that is um, and and you know I'm a big believer in wanting that RS line to be confirming or leading a breakout. It's it makes all the difference. There are definitely stocks that will do well with a lagging RS line around a breakout, but um, the one thing that over the years has really helped my uh, batting average and just giving me more co confidence is making sure that RS line is uh, confirming or leading. There's, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll say, okay, I'm going to buy this one because I, I just want to do it. And, uh, but overall, it's so important. And we've talked about this a lot on IBD Live, but the, the way I really came to embrace this was when we would do our level four uh, um, master's uh, uh, classes each year that weekend in, in December right before Christmas it was a great time uh, yeah it was but, <laughs> but uh, it was fun with being with everyone it was just the probably the worst not the preparation though. yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, when we would do the year in review and whoever was leading that I would be sitting there in the audience and I just marked which of the stocks in the year in review the big winners on their first breakout, the RS line was confirming or leading. And I, I did it for a couple of years and I went back and looked at them all and it was like about 95%. Wow. wow. And and if they for those few that didn't confirm or lead at the first breakout, they absolutely did on the second breakout. So anyhow, uh, if you you know wanna focus in on the leaders, that is one of the best ways to do it. And if, and if you want essentially a daily reminder of their RS line, watch IBD Live every day. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Chris <awful>. is always <laughs> highlighting it. And, and it's it's honestly, Chris, it's been really helpful for me because you kept doing it over and over again <laughs> that every time I look at a stock now, I immediately look at the RS line because you, you almost trained me just to, hey, what about this? What about that? Mm -hmm. uh, look at the RS line. Uh, so so that's DocuSign. Keep an eye on it. Uh, let's see how it uh it performs over the next couple of months. Earnings are a ways away, so you don't even have to mm -hmm. worry about that. Yeah, Second that's... stock is uh, Stoneco's ticker symbol S T N E. 
I have it on a weekly chart here. And Chris, what do you like about this? Well, uh, this is, you, you know, it had a really deep base in, and I, I had a hard time dealing with stocks that were breaking out of those um, those bases from the from the very bottom yeah. of the market, yep. and and then they didn't really stop. Um, so it, it kind of pulled back a couple times, and now it's it's uh, this is like the first pullback in months, and so this could turn into a base that would be normal or, or maybe it just uh, you know keeps running higher the nice thing is right now it's I, how, how far above the uh, 10 week moving average is and 3.4 yeah 3.4 percent so if we were going to be doing this let's take a look at it on the daily if we were going to be doing this uh, Charles Harris style maybe uh, it might pull back a little bit more. It probably won't make it all the way to the the, the fifty day. Could, um, but the, you know, you could be buying it in there. Wh where I'm looking at it right now is if you draw a declining uh, tops uh, trend line on this pullback here, kind of like and, that, or yeah, but actually from the sharper. top, yeah, from okay. the top. And uh, so right, yeah, right about there, and. Uh, so I'm looking for it to, to break out of there. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, probably, I mean, this is something we would uh, most likely jump on on Swing Trader. And this is a great example of how, let's say it starts off as a swing trading stock, but it actually, instead of, you know, running up and then, and then stalling and basing, it really goes higher. So then you, you, you can turn it from a swing trading stock to a position stock. And now you've got a good early entry on it and let it run up and decide, okay, I'm going to hold it until it breaks the, the 21 day. Cause that's, what's really amazing about this one. In the last run from November, it, it basically held the 21 day the whole time. I mean, yeah. there was one day where it, it closed a little bit below it, but other than that, uh, that's, that's, that's a nice move. So, I, I would love to see this one um, uh, turn around. The, the weird thing is it used to have much stronger earnings and I'm not sure if this, you know, yeah. these numbers are all COVID related, but uh, there's some, again, we go into T. Rowe Price, New Horizons has a position, Fidelity has a position. We know, uh, I think that um, isn't, uh, Warren Buffett in, into the stock too. Yeah, I think he early on he, he was mm -hmm. in, in the stock. Yeah, it's not going to be in here, but um, right. yeah. So, so there's a, in there yeah, too. there's a lot of um, uh, you know a lot of reasons to like it. It's it's had a huge run, so that's. But if it doesn't work, you'll know it immediately, and you you'll get out with a small loss. You don't you you won't have to take a big loss on it. Excellent. So so that's Stone Co. Ticker symbol S T N E. Uh, now, the third stock we want to take a look at is Apple, ticker symbol AAPL, and it's it's slowly setting up here, Chris. Yeah, uh, actually, we put this on Swing Trader today because okay. it it we noticed, uh, well, one, this was the first day in a while where the um, I, where the, the Qs outperformed the NASDAQ composite. So recently kind of been flipped and, and a lot of the big techs have not been uh, uh, performing well. I mean, Apple is probably the best looking, but if you look at Amazon, Microsoft, they're all, they've got low RS uh, lines or at least RS scores. 
uh, and uh, Adobe is another one. You know, so the you know these kind of stalwart um, big techs have been just taking time off since really since some some since July, others uh, since August. So uh, so with Apple, what we liked was look how it's gotten um, support right around that that same level. Um, yeah, right, right around 127, yep. three times in the last week and a half or so. So there's a pretty clear floor that if it breaks below that, you know, you're going to be out. And it popped up above the, the 21 day again today. So given that it showed this resilience uh, over the past week, and uh, it's retaking that 21 day, plus the fact that big techs are starting to look like maybe you know they, uh, they've been sitting out so maybe there's a rotation in, in, into those we you know we're always dealing with rotations like last week you know there were a lot of of uh, cyclical stocks that the market was rotating into not so much this week but uh, that's why you know and again started as a swing trade if it works uh, and you can grab a few percent, that's good. But if it really seems like it's strong and it breaks above the, the, uh, that, the top of that base, then uh, you're in a good position to let it go. Now, the big drawback on a position trade is that RS line. And even, even for a swing trade too, I like yep. to have the RS lines showing strength. So that's the, probably the, the biggest negative with Apple right now. Yeah, now it, Apple has shown in the past that it can trend pretty nicely when it gets going. Uh, mm -hmm. It has kind of surprised me that it's taken so long to get going this time. But if it, if it starts to break out, it might be nice. I mean, I always like to, to buy some Apple uh, when it starts to trend because it's nice to park some money in a stock that moves a little bit slower and, and it reduces your overall portfolio volatility. Uh, okay, so so that was Apple. Let's go to another one. This is Airbnb, it just came out, uh, ABNB, it's been trading for a month or so, and it tried to break out of an IPO base. Yeah, and this is one where before COVID, it had great sales growth. And so that's why, you know, I, I it, you know, got on my, my screen, it's also IPO, uh, and it's building this uh, IPO base. And what's really nice is that today, it got the the blue dot, so yeah. the, the stock you know uh, was was went above the the, the pivot uh, earlier in the day and then pulled back a little bit, but still that RS line is so strong that it's in new high ground. So again, that catches my eye, and maybe this is one to to uh, try to buy. The the problem is since it's come up off the bottom so quickly, where would you put your stop on on this? I don't know. Maybe the low of today. If say well, yeah, I mean, if I say I bought it at 170 right at the close, yeah, probably right. the low of today uh, at some point like that, but it's pretty hard. I know. Uh, and and this is a good example. I should have been watching and looking at this today, but I, you know, had been working since 6 a.m. straight and I had to get up and take a walk and it's like, oh, yeah, I missed it. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the morning and and uh, maybe I'll, I'll buy some then. Uh it's looking looking promising. I like that. Yeah, it, it might need. Yeah, maybe it takes a week off or so. I, I think it's worth keeping an eye on. I do have some shares of this I got in yesterday. 
nice. uh, on it. And the, the, the reason why I, uh, I was willing to take a little bit of a chance on it, it's everyone knows what Airbnb is these mm-hmm. days. It's just that I've just, over the years, I've just learned to really respect big brand names, right? And especially if they define a category. And obviously when you think of uh, going and, and grabbing a room at someone's house or, or a, a a, an apartment or something like yeah. that when you're going to a city you think airbnb right most people are a lot of people are starting to look at that instead of going to a hotel sure. you're looking for a ride you think of uber right so all those kind of things now that they're all these companies are coming out i i try to get a little bit once they start acting well it, because that way it just makes it easier for me to build a bigger position if it really really sets up Right. Yeah. When you when you start using the name of the company as a verb, yes, I, I'm going to Airbnb it, or I'm going <laughs> yes. to over, over, or you know, let's zoom. So Did you Airbnb the the abandoned mine shaft that you did. <laughs> uh, don't really have to. It's kind of <laughs> first come first serve. <laughs> Great. So that's Airbnb ticker symbol A B N B. Let's go one more stock, and this okay. is Bill. Uh, mm-hmm. B-I-L-L. And this one, we, we talked about a, this a bunch last year, uh, but it kind of fell off my radar. So it's interesting yeah, it, to it see did. that it's uh, doing well now. What do you like about it? Well, the first thing I really like about it is look at the uh, the sponsorship. I mean, it's yes. got it's amazing. You know, what, six, six funds from the um, IVD mutual fund index. So they like it. So now that makes me want to take a, a second look. And, and quite honestly, this is not acted well it's kind of a, a sloppy stock it goes up and down maybe it's good for swing trading but it would be difficult as a position trade although mm-hmm. the latest run that was probably its best run where you you could have bought it and just you know sat with it for a couple of weeks so that's gotten my uh, attention maybe the character of it is is changing so again what i'm looking for if you draw a declining uh, trend trend line on the tops coming down there that looks pretty good. It's uh, uh, and and actually, let's go to the weekly now. And it's already touched the ten-week moving average. Right. So, um, and this is kind of a uh, the the reason why the ten the ten-week is usually a little bit above the fifty-day, but yes. right now it's all really big. And and Ed has made this. Ed Carson has made a really good observation that in the last ten weeks, four of those weeks have been four-day weeks. So it's it's a faster moving average right That's now. That's interesting. We got Thanksgiving. Uh, Christmas, New Year's, and uh, there was something else. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, there'll be another one. Well, there's uh, going to be a, a, this week, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, MLK. exactly. Right, yeah. that was it. There's our fourth. So we'll, <laughs> we'll still, we'll still have. Yeah. So these should be tighter than the 50-day, and and it's interesting how it came right down to it and got support and uh, doing what's right. So if it can reverse here, I would. Um, you know, I would probably be uh, taking a look at it. The other thing I like is since, uh, you know, the prior base, there was one red um, spike down in the volume and the mm-hmm. rest have been blue. And even in this pullback, there's no, that is there's, no uh, there's no big red on the weekly, on the pullback. It's very quiet. And last week was, a you know, got support. You know, it was down a lot and then reversed. And look at that volume. So 
those and, and, it, and guys it's to the right are coming in and, and they're picking it up, I guarantee you. Yeah, and, and and the thing is that it's flying under everyone's radar. No one's mm -hmm. talking about this one, right? right. And I, I think that that always is is a big thing. If I'm not really watching it, it's probably going up through the roof uh, a lot because uh, those are the ones that fly under the radar. And mm -hmm. it, it, they're not the volatility is going to be reduced a lot because a lot of people aren't watching it and trying to trade it. Um, so there are a few stocks that are uh, worth considering and adding to your watch list. So Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. I love it. Anytime. So next week, we are going to have Jeffrey Hirsch on the show. Jeffrey is the editor-in-chief of Stock Traders Almanac. So that's it for this week on Investing with IBD. I'm Arusha Paris, and thanks for listening. And for this week's notes and charts, make sure to go to investors.com slash podcast, where you'll find details for each episode in the podcast episode section. And make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you haven't already. We'd really appreciate it. You can also send us your questions and comments to investingpodcast at investors.com. We would love to hear from you and may use your comments on an upcoming episode.